Today, as we gather on this Feast of the Exaltation of the Crosses, I, I must say it's one of my favorites for a number of reasons, uh, because it gives us more, the, the primary one is it gives us a chance to kind of go back and to remember what the cross really means for us, the cross that uh, has been given its power through Jesus' death and resurrection. The reason we celebrate it now, uh, today, is because it was on this day in 335, if I remember right, don't quote me on the year, that the Church of the Holy Sepulchre was formally consecrated. Uh, if you know the story well enough, that the church, uh, what, or what became the church, had been buried by um, Hadrian, I believe it was. Uh, he wanted to remove all traces of Christianity and most especially Judaism from Jerusalem. So he had a temple built on the temple area to Zeus and the t uh, a temple to Venus, the goddess of love, on the place that was Calvary. Talk about love. Uh, yeah. But the Christians remembered, and so when St. Helena, Constantine's mother, came into Jerusalem and asked where would the crucifixion of Jesus have occurred, they said, well, we know exactly where it occurred. We know where his burial was, and they took him in, or took her in, rather, to, through a little cave system they had dug out in the, underneath that foundation of the, the, the temple that had been built and showed her the, the tomb. And so she ordered that the whole space would be excavated, taken everything taken out, that uh, they would build a great uh, basilica on the site. And it, it was a great basilica. Uh, what is currently there is only maybe a, a third of what it used to be. It used to extend way out. Um, so I keep saying, but uh, am I uh, able to be in Jerusalem where we stayed was above the ruins, of course, we don't know what, what is exactly underneath where we, where we stayed, but the ruins of the, of the bigger part of the basilica that Helena had built, having it dedicated on this day. The whole church, and in fact, the cross itself, is a study in contradiction. After all, it is a site of where Jesus was crucified. That would make it holy in and of itself. But more importantly, it's the site of his resurrection. The cross is not a gentle thing. It is, and actually all but Jesus, it remains a place of humiliation, a place of pain, a place of agony, a place of destruction of the human person. And yet, because Jesus' death and resurrection, it becomes the opposite. It becomes salvation. It becomes a place where we find ourselves, truly find ourselves, but much like Jesus, we have to take up our cross, as we heard uh, this last weekend, to take up our cross and to see in that cross, as minuscule as it is, and compared to Jesus, every cross is minuscule, to take up that cross and to unite it to Jesus. And that's what the cross stands as. And Jesus uses this in this gospel passage, just as Moses lifted up the serpent, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. And of course, we have that reading from the first, our first reading today of Moses lifting it up as people are complaining, as they always did. I, I thank God I was not there or with Moses because I, I probably would have been complaining too. But if I hadn't been complaining, I would have been complaining about the complainers. Because it was just constant. And what does God do? But he sends them a punishment in this serf serpents. That their bite was so hot, so fiery, that it was instant pain. 
felt uh, from what I've been told, uh, these serpents, when they bite, it's in, like your limb is on fire immediately, which is why they call them seraph serpents. Those that are quick uh, and know the ranks of the, soul, uh, the angels, which we'll hear about in a few weeks, know that there's a rank called the seraphim, the fiery ones. But God gives a remedy that they are to mount this bronze serpent, bronze because it would have taken on that red hue of the snakes themselves. But anyone who looks to that serpent that's mounted would see this is the punishment for my sin of crying out. This is my punishment for, for complaining. And the cross remains that for us. As we look at the cross, we see this is our punishment. That Jesus Christ took the punishment for us. Every ounce of pain, every drop of blood, every thorn, every scourge mark, everything. He who is perfect took it all, though he was in the form of God. As St. Paul says, he did not see it as something to be exploited is probably the best translation of that, or something to be grasped at, held on to tightly, used for one's own good, but rather he emptied himself, taking death, doing battle with death itself, as only God can do, dying as only man can do, and leaving us that reminder, this is our sin, and finding their salvation. J.R.R. Tolkien once wrote a letter to his son, I put before you one great thing, the Eucharist. And as I reflect on that, as important as that is, to, the cross stands. The cross is necessary for the Eucharist, too. If Christ had not sacrificed himself on the cross to the Father, we would not be gathering for this Eucharist. And so as important as the Eucharist is, we remember it's important because of the cross. As we gather this day, we ask the Lord to help us to embrace the cross more fully, to understand that it is not for us defeat but his triumph, that Christ by his death exalts. He is exalted. The cross stands as a reminder that we are healed.